I just want to invest in people that really want to be the best that they can be. Hello, mortgage branch managers. It's Todd Screma and <laughs> Jimmy the Goat and Robin, the lovely Robin Lavasser, because she makes us all look better. So <laughs> this month, we're talking about how to add more value as a leader. And I just, I look at things like this, like I listen to a podcast for tactics and to generate ideas. That's how I think of them. Like I'll try and think of listening to someone and I'm like, what's one thing I can do because of that? So how do we add more value as a leader? And these are crazy times that the mortgage business is experiencing. Um, so I'll just give a tactic and then Robin and then Jim, and we'll just go around the horn. I think one of the best things that I don't think branch managers do enough is go on sales calls with your people at least one a week. I would suggest more like three, but at least one a week. Like tell your assistant, hey, calendar this. Every Friday, I'm going on a sales call with, you know, with one of our loan officers. When you do that, if you know sales, you're going to watch them and sometimes jump in, right? But you, what I used to do is go on the sales call and then you get in the car and you're like, okay, here's what you did right. Here was a total miss. Total miss, right? And that's a huge way you can add value to to a loan officer in, in, in this market. Well, Robin, what's question. one you got? So when you do it, Todd, do you... Uh... Lead the meeting or observe the meeting? I've done it both ways. Um, depends on the size of the account. But let's say I'm going to an existing account. I'm going to be more follow and I'm there to make them look good and tell them how great they are and thank you for the business. But then I'm also yeah. watching them. I'm like, hey, you didn't ask for any more business. Hey, she said this and you didn't pick up on it, right? She, she was saying she was throwing a fundraiser and for kids in need because it's her passion and you didn't totally. volunteer. I would have volunteered, right? Little things they miss. Cool. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's all. Well, I just thought it was worth it because I've seen you do it and I've done it. And I, and I guess I would say this, when I've given it as an assignment to a branch manager that may be helping, they come back and I can tell they just dominated the meeting. And then uh, that, you know, I'll, yeah. as you're, if you're a branch manager, if your loan officers feel like they're in competition with you, that's a miss. See, was yeah. yeah, versus in alignment. Too. Yeah, versus in alignment and support it. I think for me, one of the things that adds a ton of value into uh, into a loan officer in general is really being clear um, on what their goals actually are, which I think that branch managers often don't know. They don't really know, right? Like one of the top three things that that loan officer wants out of their business, um, and maybe that's balance, right? Maybe it's less hours, maybe it's loans, maybe it's, you know, there's a lot of different things that can go into that, but when we're not clear as leaders and we don't understand who our loan officer are and is and what makes them tick. Um, it's a big, big, big miss. And I hear all the time um, that, that branch managers and leadership in general default to being just problem solvers, meaning if you have an issue, come find me, that's a problem, right? Nobody wants to go see a doctor all the time. That's not a fun visit, period. So how do I instead go into a visionary type of space? So I think that it's a really big deal for you to understand that. And the other thing is what actually motivates them. And so I'm really clear, Jimmy, I think you do this as well. Todd, I think you do this as a leader, 
is what actually motivates your people, right? Do you understand their disc? Uh, do you understand, do they understand yours that you know how to communicate together? And then, you know, I mean, kind of the three big hits, pressure, praise, competition, right? Do you know what actually motivates them? Because if you do, then you know how to push their buttons, right? I'm very clear in my branch who performs beautifully under pressure. I'm very clear on who needs praise and I'm very clear on who needs competition. Some need a balance of all three, but there's always one that brings out the best results. And when you as a leader can't look at your people and say, I know exactly what I need to bring to the table right now to get them to right bring out best in them, that's a struggle. And I don't think enough leaders spend enough time really understanding that about their people and then confirming it with them. Like all of my people know that I know what it is and and how to get them to be motivated. And I think that's really what leadership um, is. I mean, I think that's the value in it. Cool. Yeah. Do you I think that's a good one, other Jimmy? Work area. You do. Mm-hmm. You oh, bet that's I cool. do. Um, I don't look around. Um, so this all, I'll work on that. So, like for me, those those two are pretty big. You stole my rattle, which is fine. Though, gotta make one up. Just kidding. So, I really think when it comes to your value add as a branch manager, salespeople, if you take salespeople and you provide structure, they blossom, right? So structure is not what they want, but it is what will help them get where they want to go. And so the the leadership is really about how do you provide structure without chasing them away? Right? Because, you know, there's two business plans. There's probably more than two, but it seems to me that there's kind of two business plans evolving in in our market from from a private mortgage banker or from a wholesale lender point of view, right? What is Zero support, zero. And the closer to zero, the better, right? And that's someone who is left alone and gets maybe the highest split possible with the highest expenses put on them possible. And whether that nets out or not is not what we're here to talk about today, but that's one plan. Just kind of, hey, you're a cowboy, you're on your own, you know, and we'll leave you on your own and you make all the decisions. And I don't see it work out very often at all, to be honest. I don't. I don't. Uh, I think it's okay to do that if you are at the end of your career and you're going to do one loan a month or one loan every other month out of your garage and processing yourself. I think that's okay. But what I think salespeople are looking for is what works. Clarity on what works because right now we're all susceptible to some BS. We're also in fear mode that we're like get hit on Facebook and social media about buying leads and guaranteeing closings for loan officers on my social media. How do I know I'm a loan rep? I don't really understand it. But they're playing on my fear. And so then if I let them play on my fear and I go that direction, not only am I getting misled, but I'm missing out on what I should be doing, right? So that's what leadership is for me is like, hey, dude, this is what works. I have checked. It gives them some daily structure, low dose of daily structure. Imagine if all your loan reps turned in on a group chat, how many outbound calls they made every day. And when someone didn't chime in, another loan officer said, hey, where are you at, Todd? Yeah. That's structure, right? That's what gets people going. That's what I work on every day creating a leverage. Thanks. 
Jimmy, you got a good one there. So I do want to make sure we don't pass through that. Jimmy's got a text chain with all his loan officers and everyone chimes in every day at the end of every day, how many, how many outbound calls they made. Uh, I love that. That's a, that's a great one. Let me add one to it. If I was a branch manager, I would spend a lot of time trying to get introductions for my loan officers. So I might call 10 realtors and 10 builders a day saying, Hey, me and Johnny want to come meet you. Um, What's a good time? Like we're doing some great things over here. We want 15 minutes of your time. Then I then I text Johnny and say, "Hey, next Tuesday at two o'clock, we're meeting with that builder. Come with your come with your pants on. We're we're gonna be looking sharp. Like we're gonna go for it." Uh, I almost never hear that ever in the mortgage industry. Now a lot of branch managers are non-producing, so there's I would my guess is like 50-50. So. If you're a non-producing branch manager and you um, have an ops manager taking care of all your stuff so you're not that busy, then your only job is to get deals for your loan officers. Yes. Like that that should be like the job. And people don't think of it that way. Like if if a branch goes out and gets a builder that closes, you're going to close five homes a month with them. That's five more closings for the branch. And and your loan officer thinks that you're like a baby Jesus walking around. You're like, oh my God, Jimmy got me five more loans a month. You know, same with any realtor. But I don't, it's easier for me to sell Jim than totally. Jimmy to sell himself. So it's easy for me to call Robin and say, hey, Robin, it's Todd over here. I'm the non-producing branch manager of this Summit Funding office. We hear like you're everywhere. Like you're one of the best realtors. I don't even know you, which I'm embarrassed to say. I've got my number one guy is Jim Reed. He's literally done six billion in mortgage loans, and we want to meet with you for 15 minutes to see if we can make you some more money. How about Tuesday at three? And if I made 10 calls a day like that, I would get a couple appointments for my loan officers a day. For, for sure. sure. For sure. I don't see it. I don't it's, see people do that. You know, I think the other thing is. In the, in the thick of loans, like I had a producer of mine, she was traveling the other day, super stressed out, had a had a deal that had a funky thing on an escrow hold back. Imagine that loans have problems. And she was super stressed about the realtors and how they were um, going to take everything. And I just said, send me their numbers, send me their names. Whoa. And I picked up the phone and I called both oh, of them and I walked them through everything. And I edified the loan officer. And I went back through it. And later she messaged me and she said, you have no idea how much it means that, to me that you called my realtors and helped me through as my leader that situation. They were they were impressed. Like it was a really good thing. It's not me. It's just saying in leadership in general, like our job every single day, you guys, when you think about a loan officer's job, they're fighting the battle right now to go out there and get loans and we gave you guys a lot of tactics on how to go help them maybe get some more loans in the door. The other thing is, is to maintain and retain relationships, right? We're always recruiting or retaining everything that we do. And it's really both. And if you aren't balanced as a leader in both recruiting, i.e. loans in the door, realtor relationships in the door, and new loan officers in the door, but then also retaining what you currently have by adding value to them, that is a problem in itself. And I think the producing branch managers probably struggle the most with this. And it is a balance that um, we, we've got to lean into, especially right now, because when people get scared, they look for often the wrong place for money and the wrong place for solutions to what they're scared about. And leadership is the one who should be that calming, I've got the plan, follow me, 
um, mentality. Love it. hundred percent. hundred percent. Jimmy, give me another tactic. Which are, how to lead, how to add more value as a leader. Say, um, well, what I know is that you have to invest in them and they have to feel like you're investing and that is valuable. Like, not fun, Jimmy. You're like the fun guy. You have so much fun with your people, even though you're like the warden as well. Like you well, are you really that, great. You know where that leader. comes from? It's like uh, what is it? The discipline without love equals rebellion, right? Yeah, yeah. you're yeah, about relationships. You've got to be loving on them all the time. So I love them all the time. So then I can bring it. It's when you're distant, and then you try to come in. Like the beatings will continue till morale improves. That one don't work. Um, but it's a, it's the same thing with your realtors. To be honest. If you put money in the bank, then it gets more sticky. You can make a mistake here or there. You could miss something. Um, but people want to feel stable. So if you want to, if you want to bring value to your loan officers, make them feel stable. How do you make them feel stable? Be in a company that's not going out of business. Show up to work every day. Have meetings happen regularly. You ever notice that when you had babies, if you had babies, if you were lucky enough, or you've been around them, when things don't go the way they expect, they cry. If they have to go to bed later or earlier or eat later or earlier or don't get whatever they wanted that they expected, um, they cry. And people are the same way. So whatever you decide, if you're trying to add value, whatever you decide you're going to give, you just got to give it consistently. You don't have to give more. You just can't give less. Mm, so big. Good one. Um I'm going to add one more uh, tactically to wrap us up. Um, I had a branch manager and he started two, the, like two hour, hour hours are normal course of business. He just started doing it in a group. So literally all the salespeople from nine to 11 come in the conference room with their cell phones and their list and they all make calls and whoever, anytime someone gets an appointment, say they're call, say today's database. And like, hey, Todd, good to talk to you. Yeah, we're actually, we need to buy a second home. Our two kids going to college and we're going to be down there a lot. We need to buy a second home down there. Then I ring the bell, right? At the end of each meeting, there's a hundred bucks in the pot, hundred bucks cash. And they're like, whoever got the most appointments, as long as it's over five, gets the money. I know it's silly. It's simple. But to your point, Jimmy, it adds structure. And I said, well, what's that doing? He says, People are now, fi- they were scared at first, scared as hell. Now, Jimmy, if I, just quick gut check. If I'm scared to walk in a room and do two hours of calls, was I really Never. doing it before? Okay. So I was not doing it before, and now I'm doing it. In the first few days, I'm super freaked out. But then one day, I got a loan from it. And everyone praised me. And I, maybe a week later, I win the $10 bill or the $100 bill. And now I'm into it. And to me, that's the kind of tactics that I would do in order to lead a branch through this market. And I don't think that is, you're supposed to be doing it anyway. And I don't think most of the leaders do it. And so if you're not doing it, they're for sure not doing it. So this is a way for you all to hold each other accountable and have fun doing it. Like make it fun. It's, it's pretty cool to get a bunch of leads in two you know, hours. You know, uh, and, uh, and I'll, I'll leave this. Maybe, maybe we wrap up with this. I don't know, but you know, the job is like, I was talking to a bunch of little officers before this 
Um, and I'm like, the job is different. The job you had doesn't exist anymore. And there's this new job. And frankly, you're not sure if you want it. But you probably need to decide if you want it or not. And either decision is okay. But the new job is totally different than the old job. Whether you're a branch manager or just, just a loan officer originator, the new job is different. It's tougher. You may not like it as much, but check this out. My son, who I'm super proud of, he is a introvert. He don't like to talk to a lot of people, and he is a smart mechanic, and he's amazing, like, like outdoorsman. Like, he's a badass. But he don't like to talk to 15 people at a time. So he's going to probably be like a diesel mechanic or maybe a firefighter. I don't know. He's going to be something cool. I know that. And that's a good job. And all of you guys could go get that job, probably. Go through the class. But, you know, like Todd, you had little kids. Remember when you had little kids? Yep. So, like, you wake up in the morning in our business. We're a loan officer. Wake up in the morning in our business. And your baby girl said, Daddy, you stay home with me today. You could decide to stay home. Diller kid, you got to go work on them trucks. You don't get to call his boss and say, baby girl said, Daddy, will you stay home? So I'm going to stay home, okay? Boss says, yep, that's okay. Pick up your check tomorrow. You're out. Click. So you got to find gratitude in the job that exists for us today. You have to find gratitude in it. It's a different damn job. Do your job. No, Jimmy, if this doesn't work out, I'm just going to go find a 200 grand, 300 grand a year job. I recommend you get to look at. (laughs) I say that because Jimmy had somebody tell him that. He said 500 years ago. I'm like, I should work on a job where I make 500 If this doesn't work out, I'll just go get a 500 year job. Me too. I'm like, dude, I'll tell you guys a quick story. I have a friend of mine who his wife is a CIO. I'm talking a executive level. She worked for a Fortune 500 company. Well, that she- company is going through some troubles and said, hey, all you guys get severance, you're out of here. So you've been well, looking for a job for a good six, six months now. And I said, what's the problem? She says, well, I was making X, which was you know in the uh, you know two, 250 range. She says, I can't find it. I said, you're an international security expert for one of the largest financial institutions in the world, and you can't find a 150 grand a year job? She says, it's tough. Six months she'd been looking. So I just say that because it just cracks me up. People are like, ah, there's something easier out there where I can kick my feet back and make 300 grand a year. The boat, no, there's not. Stop acting like you've yeah. got choices. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, I hope you got some tactics out of this. I think what the, the the overall to this is get really gritty with your people in the sales trenches because that's what they're lacking is the the hardcore sales skills. And if you don't have them as a leader, you better learn them because that's what they need right now and leaders adapt and overcome. Okay. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Robin. Appreciate you guys. Have a great month. If you liked this episode of the Be Your Best series with Todd Screema, make sure to register for new episode notifications at www.beyourbestseries.com. And don't forget to leave a five-star review and share this series with someone you want to be their best. 
Send an email with any questions or comments to be your best at summitfunding.net. Summit Funding Inc., NMLS ID 3199, Equal Housing Opportunity, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.